Welcome guys to the New Generation Podcast. I'm here with our guest, Gutsy Hayden. We're going to be talking business and social media content creation today. Uh, I'm really excited to talk to you today. Uh, I think we've talked a little bit before now about some amazing points and some amazing ideas uh, of things that I think could be really interesting to people of the younger generation who want to kind of do what you've been doing with social media. Uh, so the first thing I really want to talk <clears> about was what it means to you to be a full-time content creator. What does that mean to you? Well, I mean, I think the the actual like word full-time content creator like kind of describes it. I mean, you're constantly thinking about streaming. You're constantly thinking about making things. You're constantly thinking about what your next step is. Like, you're constantly thinking about what your next video is, what your next TikTok is, what your next uh, business decision is. And I think um, that's what it means really to be full-time is to to be fully and in, in delved in this and taking that risk of like, I don't need a job. I only work or this, this is my only career. This is the only thing I think about. And I think that's the most important. Like if you're gonna go full time, you are full blown risking it. Like you are hundred percent taking that risk. Um, and I think that's what it means to me. I mean, other than that, it's, it's pretty much just the words itself. Um, it's what the actions you do behind the words mean. Definitely, you know? yeah, I get that completely. And then next thing I really want to talk to you about is there's a stigma behind the words of calling social media a business. Uh, mm. I think recently this came under fire when I think it was maybe Danny Duncan referred to calling his social media a business and said that everything he does through his social media is a business. And he said it starts off as a hobby, but once you start getting that monetization, it becomes a business. Uh, and I feel like you display this really well. I mean, it's once you get that certain number of, of followers, uh, once you start getting opportunities to make money, I mean, I feel like it's got to become a business if you want to continue to succeed. What do you think about that? Um, I, I genuinely think that the it's not just a job, but it also is like a career. Because like, if you think about everything you do in your life, right? You, you go on your phone, you watch TikTok. You go on your phone, you watch YouTube. You go on your phone, you watch Netflix. Like, Netflix is you know the industry standard of youtube and youtube is a bunch of creators that made better videos and better videos that top each other and like that has to have some sort of budget that has to have some sort of funding like you can't just do all of it for free like there's not a there's not a thing that says or that pays you to make these videos because videos are expensive i don't think people understand like editing goes into price um if you don't edit yourself like you have to have like a full-time editor and that's an employee like you know in my experience i have a thumbnail person i have an editor i mean i'm not even big on youtube but i'm investing into my future on youtube right like these youtubers started off as a hobby but they're being paid to run a business i mean if you think about any any content creator you could take even danny duncan if he got under fire for that um you know to make his videos they have to have a crew around him they have to have an editing team a filming team people to understand how to organize footage like that is not just a like a a regular video that can be filmed on an actual camera it has to have a crew like exactly. you know and, and and on your taxes it says it's a business on 
everything else you create i mean if that's called a if that's not called a business then i don't know what it is i mean you make money you put it back into your product which is your videos and basically it's not maybe a regular business where you would sell something but you're technically selling your content like you're putting on youtube to make money like you're saying okay here is this video you guys watch it if it gets recommended and people are watching it then you're selling your product effectively like you're not just like posting a video and hoping it goes viral like a lot of people do on tiktok and other youtube videos like you're actually posting it for a reason you're trying to make your money back um a lot of times you'll spend more money on a video than you will make your investment and I don't think people see that and that's why people say that it's not a business or whatever but it definitely is mm. it definitely is a career and to say it's a business is not to say that i'm just going to use you for example to say that you don't love your fans that you don't love your supporters no it's, it's no. not it's not demeaning any of the people that support you that follow you it's saying that they that you appreciate their support and it's almost yeah it's almost saying it more in my opinion is that you appreciate their support because they're helping support you as a business i mean to be a full-time content mm. creator you have to make some sort of monetary gain through your content in order yeah. to stay at that position. To survive, to survive, to live. If that's yeah, your that's job, the step one. If that's going to yeah, be your job, you one. have to have those supporters. And you have to treat it as a business in order to continue to stay, to keep your following, yeah. in order to grow your following, in order to remain relevant. Uh, e- that's the word. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think that people kind of undermine the the content creating uh, industry because it's weird. It was like a double uh, double edged sword back in the day, I guess, when older people are kind of finding out about our generation now. Like back in the day, the industry of entertainment wasn't as easy to get into and the barrier of entry wasn't as easy. So like when they think about like a superstar, like, you know, I don't know. anybody in a movie right they think about they had to go to acting school to become an actor then get some sort of film to be in to then get their start but now you make a youtube video and you have the right marketing strategy the right script uh the right video and you go viral off that video like that is technically starting a career in the interest like you're not just giving up if you have a viral video you keep going you keep making like you keep creating and like you always think on how you can top your last video. And I think that there is never going to be a day you say like, oh, I always top this video or I always do better than my last video. I mean, you can try, you can try one new thing and keep adding, but your videos are never going to be perfect. You're always going to be trying something new. And um, I think people don't understand that there is a investment side into YouTube. Like YouTube is definitely a lot more stable than TikTok, I would say. I mean, TikTok's created a lot of careers in the last two years, but I've seen a lot of people that I know, that I talked to, that made a TikTok, did really well, did better than me for a while, and that are gone, and they don't make content anymore. So like, it's honestly about how you can sustain your content. If you're only making viral content, you're not connecting with your audience. If you're only making follower content, you're not reaching a bigger audience. So there's like this constant battle where you only make viral content or you only make uh, follower content to connect with them. Like you have to connect with your viewers on a deeper level. And that's why I stream a lot. It's because I can connect with my viewers that actually watch my content daily. Like I connect with them more through, through Twitch. But I think a lot of YouTubers have that disconnect and that's why they could feel like, 
oh, this YouTuber's using me for their business. But yeah, I, I, I mean, in my opinion, no, I, I don't think that people should be like, oh, you know, why are you calling us a business? Well, it is. The entertainment industry is it is an industry for a reason. There's there's entertainment, you know, like it's it's part of it. Exactly. Sure. That's something that what's one thing that you talked about there was the disconnect between only making viral content, and only making follower content. I mean, yeah. one of the things you see when you look at I personally, when I was first trying to grow on TikTok, or when I was mm -hmm. first trying to make a TikTok account, I would look up how to grow TikTok, how to grow on TikTok, how to get famous on TikTok, and yeah. I would. I pumped out a video with like consistent 15,000 views, but I was yeah. getting zero followers off of it. I was getting yeah. nobody who wanted to actually come and watch my streams because the people who were seeing the video just saw it and thought, oh, this is funny. I'll like it. I'll maybe share it with a friend, but I'm not going to go and follow this person because I don't have a student, like, I don't have a connection with them. But to, have, yeah. to, to consistently come to a streamer's streams, to consistently go to someone else's social platforms, You've got to have yeah. some sort of a connection with them. And that's one of the big things about TikTok and Vibe is that you kind of have to make that connection with people uh, to the point where they don't want to come back. Uh, yeah. If you, just, if you just make that viral content, nobody's going to come back and come back and watch you if you're just making stuff that I, only appears to I, a wide majority. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's. I think also there's a difference in a term that we use in the industry. It's called like sticky viewers versus like, like just fluid viewers because sticky viewers are the people that follow you on tiktok and then they go to like they're like oh i want to watch more and then i go to youtube and then i watch one video and then i watch another video and then i watch another video like they watch everything like that that is like a sticky viewer and then you know what i watched like five of these guys videos i'm gonna hit subscribe on youtube and then now i'm gonna go watch this twitch stream exactly. then you watch this twitch stream and then they like sub and then like that is a sticky viewer and a lot of the people that are big now have built those sticky viewers over building content and um they built content for you know 10 years or eight years or whatever um and i'm just getting big now on on tiktok and i'm actually able to go time uh, like full time in it and everything but i streamed for eight years before i even got anywhere now like i think people under don't understand the one viewer average for eight years before i even got to here and i'm nowhere even near where i want to be right like yeah. You know, and I think people kind of just assume that since I've gotten big now or whatever, like, you know, it, it's it's a different it's a different mindset and stuff like that. But it's always been the same. I've been the same person since then and now. I just have money to play with now. Like it's it's different, you know. Um, yeah, and I think a lot of people say content creators change after over time, but like when you're watching a content creator, they're changing as a person, like. You know they're evolving they're changing their personality like they're starting to learn more about themselves um and yeah i don't know yeah as you I said think, yeah. something that really i thought about when you talked about that was you said you spent eight years creating content and streaming before tiktok or before yeah. before you kind of made it and i think part of the reason you made it and i think could correct me if i'm wrong but i think you would attribute it to tiktok is tiktok is one of the best social media platforms for growth but there's an issue with that is that it's so I don't, I don't know the exact best word for it but you're watching a 15 minute 15 second video on your for you page every single time that's it's hard to really connect with someone through a 15 second video and that's like you have to watch really more challenging is that you've got yeah be, you've got to be able to connect with those people through a short period of time mm -hmm. you gotta yeah, be able to draw yeah. attention you gotta be able to get hooks you gotta be able to 
keep people watching for a short period of time. And yeah, it's it's a struggle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a struggle. Um, I mean, like for me, my looks have changed over two years. Like obviously, because I've grown, right? Like, I think people uh, like look at me like two years ago and think I'm the same person as now. The personality, I'm the same. Same streamer, same person. Just I've grown. I've moved out of my parents. I was like, you know, there's obviously like a lot of maturing that I've had to do in those two years between, you know, having to live my life online and, you know, having to understand like, and I like, you know, understand people that I bring around me, like trying to like, it it is a different struggle. Like, I don't think people really see that part. Um, It's more of a struggle than people think to then just like kicking on a camera and then expecting it to go viral like you have to think about like i would strategically place like something funny in the video when i'm panning by to show my setup i'd put something funny behind something so people would comment about it and then my video would blow up more like the algorithm yeah well people will comment about it and that's what drives a lot like tiktok is very shareable and once that video is shared then if people watch it more then that's when it gets pushed more but I think also is true the same is you get a viral comment on your video, people like tend to comment on that and it pushes the video further. Not yeah. by much, but enough. Um, yeah, but enough to bring you more views. And um, I don't know. I, I think that TikTok is all a game and how you play it. It's not like, it's not easy. People yeah. say it is. It's easier than other platforms, but it's not as easy as people think. I, I think people, TikTok gets a really bad rap on other social medias about all this stuff because it's easy because it's 15 seconds but you, they don't understand that short form content is the future like long form content is going to be obsolete in like 10 years exactly. like streaming will be streaming will be popular but not as popular as short form content hence why youtube shorts is a thing hence why tiktok is the most watched platform last in the last two years there's a reason for it I mean, you can uh, see every social media platform is going over those short, short-term videos. Like Instagram has Reels now, Snapchat has Spotlight, uh, yep. YouTube has Shorts, and then it all came yep. kind of from TikTok. Uh, yeah, TikTok has influenced the way that people consume content now. Uh, yes, yes. It's like it's like how when Netflix came along, Blockbuster kind of became obsolete. Uh, yep. It's almost the exact same as that. It's convenient. It's <clears> short. If I'm going to sit down to watch TikTok, I can sit down on my couch for 15 seconds to 30 seconds to five minutes and just scroll. But if I want to watch yep. a YouTube video, I kind of got to stay invested and watch the entire, not watch the entire thing, but I've kind of got to watch to a certain point where I can get to the climax of the videos. The climax of the videos comes really fast in TikToks and it's fast. I think that's yeah. something scientific is mm-hmm. dopamine. I think it is where you get that dopamine rush of, oh, this is a funny video. I'm going to keep going. Uh, yeah with YouTube once you reach you don't reach that climax for a little bit you don't get that dopamine hit for a little while it's short yeah. videos are the future because people will stay more interacted and keep scrolling if they keep seeing these shorter videos and keep mm-hmm. enjoying them within a shorter period of time yeah I, I mean that's true that's definitely true I think also like there's a reason why people are uh, switching to six minute videos on YouTube like um, there's a reason why people are are switching to like like even long form content creators are switching to like eight minutes or six minutes because, and like, and that's a, there's a reason why YouTube is making their videos instead of being eight minutes, six minutes for ads. Like there's a reason for all that. And the reason is, is that 
watch time is getting lower and people's attention spans are lower because of TikTok and because of instant gratification people are now not waiting for content they are finding other people for content and that's why i think more content creators are succeeding right now is because there's more volume and you can scroll faster and like um like an example is like there's 40 different people to play valorant on TikTok. why are you going to watch one person if they make a play similar to someone else maybe because their personality or because there's just more volume in different plays you've seen or it's something different you haven't seen before um so like like gaming content is good and all and it is good for viewers and especially if you're just trying to build early on like gaming content's fine especially because tiktok it's super unsaturated right now um like i know people that are making careers out of tiktok only posting their valorant clips and just making a good, good hook like yeah genuinely like i know people that d don't even film the intro they're just using the text-to-speech and they make more money than me and like like that's what i'm saying is like literally it is so easy to make content on tiktok it really is mm -hmm. and it's just how you keep creating is what it is it, consistency is the biggest metric of every social media platform and i i really believe that i really think that if you are consistent you will one day pay off no matter what size you're at now what no matter no matter what you are the more consistent you are the better your numbers are going to be your viewers are going to be the more consistent they'll be with you exactly. and um like the one thing that like grow and sets other people apart is their personality and i think people always try to be like other people and that's what sh makes them struggle like they're like oh like i already did this idea that he did and now i can't figure out any more ideas like you have to be a creator like you can't just be a, a watcher a understander and then a doer like you have to be like okay what i watched like four videos from these three people say it's tech source say it's random break p say it's low right i'm just putting that out there that's what my audience retention likes okay i watched three videos from them and i say okay i like lowe's idea with this and i like random break p's idea with this and i like tech source twist with this and i form all three together and i make a new video and it outperforms all three then that means i know i made a good video or a good um idea that i kind of yoinked from everybody but i also twisted it in my own way and i think people don't do that enough they just create and create and create until they burn out and um it's it's not about like how many you make it's about how much you make over time inspiration like, is oh sorry uh, go ahead inspiration is a big part of what, what i think about content if you yeah. if you are trying to find out how you can do better, you've got to have some sort of inspiration. To to make content, you've got to have some sort of inspiration because if you don't, it's going to be really really hard to keep going. It's got you got to have goals, mm -hmm. you've got to have inspiration. If you have inspiration, you can go look at other people's channels, look at other people's videos that they've made and say, "Oh, this person has made a video that I really enjoy here. This person has made a video that I really enjoy." What can I do that resembles these creators but is my own? Uh, yep. why, why do I like these videos? Like, why why does this person stand out to me? Why does... If I watch a low video and say, I really enjoy this video, why yeah. do I enjoy this video? What can I Paired do... Apart, yeah. What can I do that sets him apart? Why, why, does, why does this set him apart? What can I do that can set me apart? What yeah. can I do that's different from what these people are creating? What can I do that's different from the thousands of... It? thousands of 
hundreds of thousands, whatever. Lots and lots of TikTok accounts. What can I do that's different from them, that is unique mm-hmm. to myself, that is going to be, that is going to make people want to watch me over them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the question that no creator can a- answer them. Like, even if I asked them that, they couldn't answer me. Mm-hmm. A lot of creators can't. And um, even I can't even answer the question sometimes. Like, I don't know what makes me different because I'm me. I, I don't know how to describe my personality to someone. Like, I agree. It's hard. It's You can't understand everything in a day. You have to understand, like, that content creation is a long game. It is not just like you... Um, like, it's not like you just set it up and it, and it works. It, it's a very long journey. People don't understand that. Like, um, they just see someone that is blown up overnight and they keep making content and they keep blowing up because they're writing trends. And they think, oh, that person is, like, perfect. Like, they have, like, the best views ever, blah, 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 blah. Like, I think it's just because a lot of people ride trends on TikTok and they're getting good numbers off of it does not mean that they are building followers that will last them like if you make a lot of trendy content you don't have a really core audience there you just don't you may have a lot of following because you'll want to see more funny videos like that but like in reality you're not going to have someone follow you for you like you're going to have them follow for what the game you played or the um what's it called like just basically like follow for what they're making i guess not for what they're doing is that what uh, that's what i'm trying to say is they're not falling for their personality they're falling for what they're making um and a lot of creators struggle with connecting to their audience further especially on tiktok because if you can understand the ideal viewer what your viewer is like if you can describe your ideal viewer like what they like what their problems are what they do uh you know, and understanding how a viewer works and thinks, you could honestly dominate YouTube anytime you want, anywhere else, as long as you know what a viewer likes. If you know what a viewer likes and you know what industry you want to go into, keep doing that. And, yeah, you'll, you'll keep doing it that way. One of the best examples of that, and he's killing YouTube right now, is Mr. Beast. Mr. Beast yeah. is probably one of, of the smartest people to ever come through content creation and social media if not the smartest he understands what he has to do in order to get viewers in order to get people to see his content and he understands what his followers like he understands what mm-hmm. people like to see from him uh the squid games video i think he saw that it was a trend he saw people were enjoying squid games he went and did two of the things that are doing really well together he he does well when he spends a lot of money on videos he also yep. does well when he incorporates some sort of trend with it he takes them together, and he, I, don't know, I think he got somewhere around one, like 123 million views. Yeah, I think it's like 170 days. now. Yeah, 170 yeah. now. I think the first couple days, he was over 100 million views. That's, that's, that's yeah. wild. To have 170 yeah. million. And I, I listened to his episode on Impulsive, uh, where he talked with Logan Paul about it. And he talks about how he made uh, content for... A very long time that wasn't doing great but he realized how he needs to use his market and how he needs what what he what does well for him and he yeah. created it and put it all into one i mean he's got all sorts of things branching out now i think he has different language channels where he's hired voice actors to come in 
and speak in different languages for his channels because yeah he, he just re-uploads the video yeah he realized i'm not getting followers in india because they don't understand what i'm saying i'm not getting as many followers yeah. as i could in the biggest market on the internet in the world which is india uh yeah if i can translate my videos into into a different language and get it pushed out there i could make double triple the profits i'm currently making and he's just re-uploading mm. stuff he doesn't have to make new videos any other time either he's no yeah he's, he's done and expanding yeah. on it and creating it for himself and he's redoing what he's done and getting it pushed out in different places to different peoples and different audiences yeah um that is a main thing i think people uh kind of over complicate the algorithm um they think so much about it yeah there can be like little like things you could do to boost your algorithm blah 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 but at the end of the day it's all about how you make the viewer feel how you make the viewer act and how you make the viewer think and if you can do any of those three things in a video you can make them laugh you can make them cry you can make them think uh you'll go viral no matter what industry no matter what you're doing doesn't matter if you make the viewer think in any way and have to rewatch it or think about it or you know they're like damn i really like this guy's content they will follow no matter what industry you're in like it does not matter like it doesn't matter what content you make to start it is it does not matter like um elliot choi is a great example of why like, if you ever watch any exactly. elliot choi videos yeah. or kelly wasaka videos mm -hmm. those two they they saw a niche that they were both of their audience were similar okay they saw that they were both similar but they both had different audiences i mean they yeah. both have different subscribers but mm -hmm. their ideal viewer was the same or was similar right as same as like my ideal viewer and Lowe's ideal viewer are very similar. Same with Jake's viewers and all of ours. We're all in the same bubble, right? Now, how does Lowe set apart from me, right? Or how do I set apart from Logan? Like we make videos a lot together. So there's like, there is like, you know, a lot of crossover, but like, how do we separate each other? And that was, I, you know, he moves away and then, you know, like, you know, and being in the same house wouldn't help me or him it could for content but if you think about it like in the long term like you are gonna pull in the same amount of viewers it'd be cool if we lived together but like again you know he wanted to do other things and we had different ideas so like that is a, a thing it's not like we're just gonna drop each other but like you just see what i'm saying it's it's like there is competition but it's only competition if you make a competition if you let your competition help you then you succeed and it's and it's not like about who has the most viewers it's who can make the best video and why mm -hmm. and who can pull in the more insights like yeah you can pull more viewers but do they really care about you is the thing logan's audience yes because they watch him and they understand his journey and blah blah blah, blah. he's understood a very very good storyline from the beginning um for me i've definitely changed over time i mean i used to do room hacks a lot and that's what started my career that lamp back there is the reason why i have a career yep. but i'm saying it didn't define my content now people still see that video i mean the video still gets a ton of views daily and it still drives traffic to my channel but that doesn't define my content now 
right? Like, uh, I make more streaming content now. I make more vlogging content. I make more, uh, I still make tech content, but I don't make it in that format. Um, because I just feel like that's not me. I'll still do it every once in a while, but I think that, you know, a lot of times that it's better just to make an idea that I like versus making something that I made. Uh, and de beating a dead horse anymore. You know, like it's, yeah, it's, I don't know. People in room hacks and stuff like that, like it's not going to be the same amount of viewers. Like there's not the same audience. My audience is adapted. They've wanted more. Um, I feel like a lot of my audience is more lost in like what they like. Um, especially like the younger audience of TikTok right now, you know, they just got out of a pandemic where they were very, very antisocial, put into a box, had to go to school in that box, had to entertain in that box and had to live in that box for two years. And I think a lot of my audience, including me, even I feel still a little lost in what creating content means and what I want to make. You know, because I, I, I know what does well, views-wise, but does that, do I really want to make that? I don't know. Yeah. You know? Um, so, I don't know. There's a, there's a big disconnect, I think, with consecrators now, because they don't understand what the kids are going through. Like, um, it was a lot different than when we were in school, so we just think, like, here, what's our next video? And they think, like, how are we getting, like, you know, how are we getting entertainment? Like, what's our next video we're going to watch? Or, mm -hmm. you know? So... I don't know. I, I, um, I think scheduling is very important. Um, like how you schedule your videos, what times, um, things like that. But at the end of the day, you're just trying to think about the viewer. Mm. Definitely um, on a smaller scale than what you were talking about. You said you kind of like to distinguish, like, do you want to keep making tech videos? Do you enjoy making those vlog type videos more? Uh, yeah. On a smaller scale, I mean, I've got my Edge Tech account, which I recently changed the name from Edge Tech to Edge, and I've got another example of this that I can bring up in a second. But uh, I, I realized that I like, while I like making tech videos, I didn't want to be completely associated with tech for forever. I didn't want to yeah. have it in my name to the point where, like, Carter PCs is always going to talk about PCs. I feel like that's something he's that's so that's, Yeah, and yeah. And he's always going to talk about tech, and I feel like Carter really, really enjoys making that tech content. And while I enjoy making the tech content, I enjoy making IRO content a lot too, and doing streams and doing streams and doing vlog type content as well. I really enjoy that kind of side of it. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I can I can understand why people will, people like I think uh, Sync did it earlier this year too. Uh, he had built his entire market around X2 Sync, and then he changed it all over to Cooper Rights. Uh, in a day. Yeah, and it looked kind of people were saying uh, it seems kind of impulsive. Well, to him he didn't want his content to be seen anymore as I just, I'm just a tech guy. I'm just a streamer. He wanted to be known as someone who consistently made outside of the box, creative content. And it's something that's different from what people are seeing because yeah. they, like, they'll see, Oh, he just changed his name. I, I, he's trying to separate himself from what he's already done. Uh, because he wants to, he wants to focus on a new way of what he's done a, a new, a new way of what he's going to do. Uh, yeah. The next subject I want to talk to you about, is how you handle the business side. Of course, Scutsy and mouse pads, one of the uh, biggest things right now. You should definitely go buy one if you're watching this. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. You should go. Uh, you should go do that. And then how you compare, how you can work with that compared to the social media side of your business. Because I mean, there's definitely a lot of things people don't see on camera. Uh, like mm. You spending time with spreadsheets and in the warehouse working with uh, 
shipping out orders, doing all that sort of stuff. It's, it's yeah. different from what people will see every single day on your streams. Can you explain mm -hmm. that a little further? Yeah, so, so okay, so last year, we, like, just to give you the, like, the whole picture, right? Um, last year, we sold about 4,000 mouse pads, okay? This year, we are at 14,000 for the year. So, the, the jump in demand from last year to now uh, de deserves some changes. I mean, we had to go through a really big mental change. Um, mental, physical warehouse everything we had to go through so many deals um i mean there was a lot of things i had to do i mean for one i knew that i wanted to move out sometime that year um and this is in january um i knew i needed a better version of passive income i guess um because i mean the mouse pads weren't passive at first i mean i was packing them all i was doing all of it um and I was like, I need to figure out a, a good deal, okay? And one of my biggest worries was that people would find out what my manufacturer was because, I mean, I was like, if someone finds a manufacturer, they could just try to build a better brand than me. But no one will, so it's okay. Like, even if anybody tries, they won't, they won't outbeat me. And um, so I went to, to I, I'm okay with sharing this now, but in gaming is my, my manufacturer. Um, but I, I sat down with them after we did the first sales of the year. Um, and this was right after we did our creator, our second creator job with like Mew and Jonesy and like other people. Um, and we sold uh, 2,300 in two days. And so I went and sat down with InGaming. I was like, hey, this is going to be a long-term thing. Uh, we like the quality of the pads. You know, my fans love it. How many pads can I sell in a year? And I just basically said, you know, I think we're going to sell 12, uh, closer to 12,000 this year. They looked at me kind of shocked at first. And I was like, I think I'm going to sell 12,000 this year. And um, they kind of said, okay, well, then we'll put a contract in place that if you sell 12,000, that's fine. Um, you know, we'll hold aside 12,000 for you. And then if you sell more, you sell more. That's good. Um, and then we basically made it to where the contract is set up is that I can help other people start up mousepad businesses if I want, and I still benefit from it. I make the handshake happen, right? Um, I can help other people do that. Um, but they, you know, they have to come to me first. Um, and you know, on the back end of things, that contract took a lot of you know, time and, and, and editing and understanding, like, you know, this is what this means. This is what that means. Um, so then once we got the, the contract signed in June, we, we did the whole thing in July, went up to the warehouse. Um, the warehouse is located in Oregon. Um, and so I get all my stuff from it and gaming in Oregon. Um, and so, so then the shift was, okay, now how do I not tell my audience that it's from a warehouse? um instead of my house so i would have like four or five mouse pads that i bring back with me that i would package and i would make the videos there um so i made at the warehouse i made a bunch of videos and um i'd package mouse pads i would package orders i would do that um and i would do it all while i was there so i didn't have to like fly back or you know keep going back and forth because obviously i don't live in oregon so it's a far drive for one it's a 10-hour drive for me um, 
And so after doing all that, we figured out the contract, we did everything, set it all up, and now it's just been in like passive. I hired my dad as a part-time employee um, to run it, to run a lot of the uh, like you know text the support side and just like people the email or whatever. So he I, he handles that, and I pay him to do that. Um, and then after that, um, I started thinking about okay. If I can get the mouse pads as passive as possibly as I possibly can, then I can take some of the income and move it into content, YouTube, uh, paying editors, paying, optimizing my content to get to a upload almost every day on YouTube. And then, so from that, I found out the mouse pads were doing extremely well. Like, like. I did a video like so that all those videos I recorded the warehouse I posted over the next two weeks and they allotted to 18 million views across oh, 10 or 15 videos and um, so then I realized people like set warehouse videos so I'm going back in January to make more <laughs> um, That's perfect. but yeah but that that 18 million views allotted to like four or five thousand mouse pads sold so like over the next like the the summer months it was kind of slow compared to like the other holiday seasons and then christmas like black friday christmas like double shot that so we ended up with like 14,000 for the year which to me I feel like is low and I could do better but you know like <laughs> I know that sounds cocky and it's really not no, it's I just not. I always have goals for myself to beat and I never get complacent like I never I never think, oh, that was a really good number. I always think, like, well, how much can I sell that's more? Like, I feel like I'm not doing enough. And, like, it really took a conversation. Like, I had a conversation with the CEO of Ink Gaming, and we were sitting down at uh, a sushi restaurant, and we are talking about, you know, the future of the brand and his brand and my brand and what he wants to do and what I want to do. Just talking about business, right? Um, and, like, he had to sit me down and be like, look, you are selling more than Steel Series. You are selling more than Dr. Lupo. You're selling all more than these people that are 40 times your size. And you're doing more than them in sales. That's the weight you have. You have weight in how much you sell. Because I don't think people understand that you're selling all three of these combined more than them a year. You're selling more than them. Flat out. And you don't even bat an eye. I mean, I, I don't even think about it that way. Because I think, well, I'm not selling enough. Like, that's my mindset. I'm always thinking, I'm not selling enough. Like, I need to do more. And then, like, when they tell me that, I'm like, well, it sits me down and it humbles me. Like, damn, like, I maybe I did sell enough. But, like, to me, I just think I could always do better. Like, I don't genuinely think about, like, oh, I got this many sales a day. Ah, uh, that's bad. I think about it in the long term. Like, I could do five or 6,000 more pads this year. I could have done it. I had more content from the warehouse if i had more content from them like i could have done it i could have made maybe twenty thousand this year if i really put buckle down and, and and made more content about it and that's all comes down to just my work ethic when it comes to making videos and i was burnt out on tiktok for a while so i didn't want to keep making like i mean when i moved i took a good two three break two week two three week break from like streaming consecration whatever just to find myself and get everything organized and build this and 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 everything like it took me a bit right it took me a bit to like understand like how to be an adult and like you know i have a 
house where I actually don't have my parents here. And like that understanding that really changed myself. Like I realize now, like that killed my Twitch stream for a while. Like I had really low averages and I'm starting to finally get momentum back. So that means that I should not stop now. So like, that's what I'm saying is like people give up at that stage. That's what I'm trying to say is people right before their peak, they give up because they've done it for too long or they, they, you know, have all the shit that they have going on and they give up. And, uh, a lot of the friends that I've made in the industry gave up. There's a very few select of them that are doing well. And it sucks because I know that they could have done better if they just tried harder, you know? I mean, if you look at, if you look at what happened since quarantine ended, kind of, or not, it's kind of going back now, but when it was done and people were going back to school full time yeah. in person, you could 100% see a drop off in the amount of creators on TikTok and the amount yep. of creators kind of in our genres that we're respectively working in. You could see a yeah. lot of those smaller creators who go to school dropping off completely because they knew that they were going to have to get back into what they did, that their, their school side. And that's the thing you've got yeah. to always learn to manage is that you've got to have a school, like for me, I'm 14. You've got to have yeah. a school side. I've got to have a school side. I'm going to have a side where I, my social life, where I have to be with friends. I've got to be yeah. with, I've got to be. I'm gonna be doing a lot of different things, but I'm also gonna be making content if I want to succeed. And I, I didn't carry that very well, correctly. Uh, I know Slush yeah. made a video on his TikTok a while back talking about how he had a lot of things to balance, and he says I didn't balance it correctly. Like he didn't, he didn't balance the things that he had to do correctly, and that's what caused him to not post for a little while. And I, I did the same thing. I was off for probably six months, or probably, probably four months, because I just didn't know what to post. I was overwhelmed with school and tests and sports and all that sort of stuff that I just didn't really have time to make content. You've always got to find yeah. time to make content. You've always got to find your, you've always got to, you, if you want to be able to succeed, you've got to be consistent. You've got to be able to find time to do things even when you feel like you don't have time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's completely true, man. Like I think like people kind of give up early and I think people don't, they think that they're made for it and then they get into it and they're not and it's totally okay i mean people not everybody's made for this it's a hard job it really is it's really hard and especially once you get to a, you have a really high high you have a very low low like it's it's no joke like you get to a point where you think like oh i'm doing well in views i'm doing well in my youtube videos i'm doing well in my content and then you hit like a creator block and you're like like i don't know what to do you know and um, like I hit it a couple times where I don't know what else to make, but I always go back to the simple idea is don't create document, especially if you're feeling like that, feeling lost or feeling like you can't create, document that and make that in a video. Like that is the best thing because then you relate to your viewers. Because like for me, like I felt lost when I first moved here. Like. For the first three months, like I was trying to build the setup really quick. I was trying to do all these things. I was making videos like left and right. And I'm like, I'm like trying my best to make, to get back on the stream. I did it in September. I did it. I did this whole setup in a month. Um, but like, even now I'm not as organized as like, say like, a, you know, a bunch of these creators. Right. But I felt lost. Cause I was like, what am I really doing this for? You know, like, am I doing it for my fans? Am I doing it for 
myself? Am I doing it for like whoever? And I just realized that I'm doing it for myself. Like I'm doing it for myself to better myself, to, to create, to basically fill the need of creating. And that's what it should be about is filling your need to create regardless of what anybody says. It should always be at the end of the day, create, 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 and then worry about what people think later. Because at the end of the day, if you create something and you think when you're creating it that no one's gonna like it, then just don't even bother creating it at all. And like what I've learned is like knowing when it's a good idea versus a bad idea is very important early on. If you don't wanna make something, don't make it. Make the things you're passionate about because people will come regardless of time or when, when, it, when it does, they will come regardless. There's an interest for everything. And especially in the media age, it's, there's literally interest for everything. Yeah, it may not be the biggest audience, right? And you may have to appeal to a bigger audience to make your videos actually searchable. But like, you can still make the content you wanna make. Like, I have a video that I've never tried before coming out on YouTube today. I'm making a Q&A about my setups and things that I've gone through this last year. And I don't, I don't really make Q&As on my channel. I make reacting to setups. I make, you know, reactions. I make gaming content. I make, you know, like streaming content. I make setups, like I make lifestyle. Like that's all like things that I would, you know, normally do, but it's, it's something I'm doing different. And regardless of if it gets views or not, it's evergreen content. Anyone can refer back to that video and be like, oh, that was a cool video that Aiden made. He talked about this, he talked about that. It feels kind of real. I'm putting him on a real level with me. That alone will help you build a better audience because they think about you. They think about how you impacted them. And um, an example is Logan. Logan impacts more people than he actually reaches. Um, like Logan's content is a great, I like using Logan as an example, but he doesn't, I mean, he doesn't think about it that way, but I like using Logan as an example because so many people look up to him. Look at TikTok, right? Look at how many people have a mouse pad in our setup, in their setup of mine. It's either Logan's, Jake's, or mine. Look at how many people have copied the Logan style of setup, blue and pink. Look at how many people he has influenced to change. Got the blue and pink setup going right now. <laughs> exactly what I mean. Exactly. So, so there's an influence there. As much as he hates being like an influencer, mm -hmm. he does influence people to change, to make things different. He motivates people. And so if you can do that, you can make your audience motivated, feel something, do anything, they're going to do it. They're going to mm -hmm. sit down and rethink and do things and change. And that is the biggest power content creators have and if you don't utilize that or use it in your videos then you're not going to succeed because you're not making your viewers change or think you're just making mindless content and uh if they don't feel anything like ah, just swipe you know exactly so right. so we're going to cut this episode for now i'm going to go into part two uh after this because we're running a little mm -hmm. shorter on time so we're going to do a part two so we have a few more subjects okay. to discuss so perfect Thank you for watching this episode, and we're going to have a part two episode. Watch the next one. Yep. Watch the next one.